0: Let's just say hello. Welcome to Pop Sports Shorts. Welcome to our Premier League wrap up. Um, Nat is definitely way more ecstatic about the Premier League than I've been this year. But uh, I gotta tell you, man, the Thursday Sunday thing—you're gonna love it. Oh, I'm so excited! I'm just Thursday so excited Sunday like. is so much better than Wednesday
1: Saturday. I get to watch West Ham in four competitions.
0: That's yeah, like, it's great man. You're just it's like FIFA all the, the time in real life. <laughs> yeah, it's great, dude. I love I mean, part of the appeal of, of being a Tottenham fan has been like they're always in Europe at least. They might not yeah. be in Champions League this year and, and they still have what found a way to league. get themselves into <laughs> Europe with the with the Europa Conference League. Did so, you like, see somebody's been posting a video? One of the teams that's in the Conference League has
1: like a train track that runs through their field, their pitch. And everybody's been posting it like, "Oh, Spurs fans will be here next year."
0: <laughs> <laughs> a, tra- a train runs through their pitch. I'll send. I'll send it to you later. It's oh boy. It's,
1: it's been posted disparagingly, which, funny enough, we'll talk a little bit about the Meta Twitter conversation. But every Arsenal fan now went from, you know, they brought like, and I'm gonna, I'm gonna jump on Spurs. Side for a second here, because Arsenal fans,
0: whatever. There's uh, you always jump on Spurs side when it's Spurs Arsenal, you unless you're unless you're an, are, you unless you're an Arsenal, Arsenal fan. No, dude, come on, uh, we are not Arsenal. Stop it. We don't have anywhere near as like uh, we'll, we'll, much soccer entitlement I've got some, as those I've got goons. Some, I've, got some, I've got some examples.
1: <laughs> Continue. <laughs> So um, they brought all their like happy St. Tottenham Day, you know, the day that St. Tottenham's Day, as they call it. it They brought all their signs and they were all excited because you all were losing for a while. And again, we'll get into that. But then all of a sudden it flipped. The second you all won, they were like, well, you know what? We didn't want Conference League anyway. And now we can focus on top four. Like, yeah, being in Europe was Arsenal's problem this year. Yeah, okay. (laughs) Arsenal are like a straight mid-table team. I mean, look, we know who the big six are. The big six are Man City, Man United, Liverpool, Chelsea, Leicester, and West Ham. West (laughs) Ham, they are
0: this year. (laughs) They are this season. Um, Uh, And and they should be referred to as the big six, because that's what they were to see. They were the six best teams in England, and their record showed it, and there's no doubt about it. Um, I think the order even is, is... Orders pretty much right too. At least Leicester got their FA Cup win. You know, it sucks they lost out on Champions League, but at least they got some they got some silverware, though. So I didn't feel too bad about it. I'm not gonna lie. At least I got silverware this season. Got it.
1: I just wanted one of the non—I just wanted one of the non-super league teams to get a Champions League. If it couldn't be us, I wanted it to be Leicester.
0: Yeah, I, I understand that sentiment. I definitely don't. You know, you never want to see Chelsea succeed and be in Champions League. I'm like, I mean, I they got me. They, they got me rooting for Man City in a couple of weeks. That's how much I, I don't yeah, want to I see Chelsea to cheer be successful. I to
1: cheer for Man City too. I was—I had this—I uh, had this sour apples dream of uh, Chelsea losing the FA Cup, dropping out of the top four. And losing the Champions League final. To League. Two out of three ain't bad. Come on, if you guys could have helped out, you know, but, uh, well,
0: you, what you, you helped out the Super League Bros. let hope have the Super League Bros. Baby, <laughs> Super League for life. Now we'll get the hell out well, of here. We got each other's back. I guess. <laughs> we got each other's back. We'll show you. <laughs> we'll show you, England, <laughs> not letting us go. Be the NFL. <laughs>
1: on the banter side, speaking of Spurs, did you see that uh, their their new kits were released?
0: Oh no, I haven't yet. Yeah.
1: And you can't really make this up. They're made at partially from recycled bottles.
0: What? Oh, this is a Google. And, you know, this is Google worthy I
1: don't I'll let you look for a second, but I don't you know, know how it's so it's basically
0: I don't hate the kit. Sorry guys for the silence. You don't hate the kit? No, I don't it's, hate the kit. No. That number's a little weird I mean, in the back. The numbering with the little like with the with the emblem inside the numbers. But I don't. I don't hate it. Not gonna lie. Look, Dan.
1: I mean, they're made out of recycled bottles. What are Spurs famous for? Well, you know, we don't. We don't need to recycle the same old jokes about Spurs bottling everything.
0: <laughs> but... <laughs> you having fun over there?
1: Did you feel me searching for that? Could you feel me searching for that joke? I, it, it took time, me. Dan, I felt. It gave me a couple um, seconds
0: searching there's, for there's it. I'm the... so bad at like <laughs> taking jokes like this, dude. I'm like completely oblivious <laughs> to so serious? many. Like, I'm so like I'm so well, oblivious to like Ameri- to like. It's
1: not so, like, American term either to say bottling.
0: Yeah, I know. I'm I'm so <laughs> oblivious to all that stuff. <laughs> the joke's well, on me at the end of the day. Like,
1: really, guys, you can't. You, you you did you did they think about that? I mean, I know. <laughs> no. it's, yeah, it's good. It's good. That's right.
0: It's good, yeah, the right, it's good for the environment. Somebody gives a yeah. someone gives a fuck about the environment <laughs> in the Premier League. What the hell? <laughs> Spurs are even bottling kids. Yeah. No, there's be- been
1: these great videos uh, during. So if you haven't watched them, they're probably not going to be a pleasure to watch. But there's these videos from the, a, co- a bunch of guys that were circulating of live watching the Spurs West Ham match where Lanzini scored the equal, you know, mm-hmm. where West Ham were down three 0 in the yeah. 80th minute and who knows how the collapse. That. But basically, it's like a bunch of smug Spurs fans being like, oh. West Ham's going down and like celebrating and just like trashing West Ham the entire time. And then the scene after Lanzini scores the goal and they're all just sitting there. It, oh, it's it's very. Selfish. I
0: feel like I've seen but this video. Because I feel like them. I know the video but you're talking after about. The
1: second goal after the second goal. Yeah, you said this is an there's, online video, there's right? Two of them. There's two guys watching in like kind of a
0: bedroom studio. Yeah, I think yeah, I, I, I think I've, I've seen, seen this video online. Yeah, the best
1: one is these two guys sitting on the couch and after the second goal, they're like. Bye-bye, West Ham. You're going down. You're going down. Spurs are, like, you're getting relegated this year. And then everyone was just, like, after Lanzini's goal.
0: Which, all right. I mean, dude, that match,
1: dude.
0: That match, dude. I remember sitting there. Like, I was sitting on my couch. I was just... I was not like barely even focused on the match anymore. I was just kind of like, it was, in the, it was just kind of doing my thing. I might have been searching a few things up on the phone, get ready maybe to go on a hike or something, maybe that day. And then all of a sudden, the one goal goes, I'm like, oh, that's interesting. And the second goal, and I'm just like, yeah, we're done. <laughs> I, after like the second goal, it Am- was over.
1: <laughs> you thought so? See, I thought it was like, Cool. I was happy that they made a match of it. Basically, I was happy that they worked their way back in. But West Ham just this year went took three straight matches, went up three nil. The first one to Arsenal and hung on for the next two. But basically, so I feel I feel you. Three 0 is a weird one because you go up three nil and then one goal gets the other side back in the game because then it's that second goal where you're like, okay, if that second goal goes in, this whole thing tightens up a lot. Yeah, right. Anything, you know. so after that that first goal is so important to prevent in those Mm -hmm. spots but yeah so that that match I took a break I went I thought West Ham were playing well and they were you know that was when it was still kind of at that point in the season where you're like not sure if they're going to be good or if they're going to be relegation fodder like the year before and so I remember I took my kids outside. I pulled out my phone because they were doing something. And I watched like the last 10 minutes when all hell broke loose. And right. I had got, I'd probably gone outside at halftime because I was like, all right, nice day out. Let's go enjoy the day. And then I pulled out my phone. I'm like, all right, let's just see this out. And Lanzini's goal. My daughter was just like, daddy, what is it? Cause I was like screaming in the backyard.
0: <laughs> Waking up your whole so neighborhood. So <laughs> Well,
1: she's drawing. She's drawing with chalk. She has no idea what's going on. I'm like subtly watching the game because if my wife looks out the window, she's going to be like, "Why's your phone out around the kids?" And
0: like, so. <laughs> she doesn't hear that. She doesn't listen. <laughs> We're good. We're good. Every- so
1: then that happens, and I'm like <laughs> hopping around the backyard yelling because I couldn't believe it just happened. And Lanzini, of all people, who would you know? Had a pretty gruesome injury before the World Cup, and it's just not been the same since. So it was cool to see for him.
0: Yeah. I mean, would you consider that game West Ham's, like, a rival for the season? Like, hey, this is what this season's going to be, and this is how we're going to play, and we're going to compete for Europe all season. Do you consider that was the moment where everything flipped?
1: Yeah. I mean, I don't have the fixtures in front of me, but just thinking back on it, I want to say they beat Wolves, which was a surprise. Then they beat Leicester, and you were like, "All right." And this was after they lost to Arsenal and Newcastle, and they beat Wolves and Leicester, which you thought were going to be too, you know. Basically, after they lost to Newcastle and Arsenal, I
0: thought West Ham was yeah. To the Wol- Wolves really it. faded by the end of the season, though. So it's like, oh, even like the Wolves win wasn't that isn't that really a big deal? Oh, they were
1: pretty bad. They were just okay all year. They kind of lost yeah. their uh, step. And we can we'll go into. I think we should go into like a good recap of the season, but just to. That it was that moment where you know they beat Wolves, they beat Leicester. You are like, okay, you know, what? maybe we're not going to get relegated this year. And then after that goal, you were just like, holy shit, this might be.
0: This team might be good. This team might, this might, might be good. Might be when, good. You it,
1: when you look at the end of the season, too, I mean, that was the, that's the difference between sixth and seventh. That point because if we don't if we don't draw that game, where we're tied and everything else happens as it did, we're tied on points with Spurs at the end of the season, and you win on you go ahead on goal differential. Right. So that. Matters. difference between six and seven we talk about a lot you know i can point to probably like 10 dropped west Ham points whether var dumb calls or just you know stupid shit and but that's football that's what happens but it's still cool that like that goal pretty much in the end is what separated west ham and spurs you know yeah from set
0: absolutely that's yeah, I didn't even, like, break it down like that. And that's that's, that's some great that's some great analysis there, I man. It's absolutely what separated six and seven. And, you know, but West Ham, they, they, they're they the tougher team, you know. They created more chances for themselves to the score all season, way more than Tottenham. The Tottenham were a two-man show. And West Ham were a team, you know, and teams win. That's all there is to it. Yeah, and more, I mean, you look at the way they
1: played. A lot of times it was the false nine, especially when Antonio went down. And that's just basically, like, you're playing three up front, but... You don't really have somebody playing striker. Uh, it's, right. Yeah, but basically, the fact that West Ham were playing just that, oh, the personnel they had—it was amazing to watch. And what, what I think—I'm wondering if I'll ever get to enjoy a season this much. They only really took one big scalp, which was um, sorry, that's a terrible term. They only really. Beat
0: them.
1: <laughs> that's uh, yeah. That's a racist term too. I shouldn't say that. So I'm sorry. But basically. They only beat Spurs in terms of like the big six clubs. That was the only one they beat. They lost to Liverpool twice. They lost to Man United twice. They drew City and lost to City. And then um, they lost to Chelsea twice. The second one sucked, but it was they beat all the clubs they were supposed to beat below them, and then you know got a few big wins against Leicester and uh, Spurs. And yeah, right. A pretty difference, and that's what that's what's exciting because in years past, when West Ham have a big season, it's usually driven by amazing games against you know the big 6 clubs and then losing to Southampton at home or something like that. And so that's what makes me wonder if this is sustainable. So let's talk let's get into the Premier League season. So my quick wrap of West Ham season incredibly fun to watch just unbelievable. I mean David Moyes built that man a statue because he just <laughs> took he took a team that was on the verge of relegation got them playing the right way. They saved their season. They saved their premier league spot and then took that exact same group of players and had them competing for top four and ending up six. I, that's incredible. They didn't, they signed Said Ben Rama, who mostly played off the bench all season Right is a very good player. And I think is going to be a big part of West Ham going forward, but it's not like they did Antonio was hurt. Where not, did he like, come from? Ben Rama,
0: Yeah. Brentford. So he like, okay.
1: he's like one of those magicians with the ball. And he had some, he had a lot of highlight real plays in the championship. Right. Um, almost helped them get promoted to the year before. I
0: mean, a lot of, a lot of transfers don't do well in the premier league in their first season. So it's not, or they don't have up up huge numbers outside of like all world players.
1: Yeah. Moise had good expectations on him too. I mean, he even says the type of player he is, it's going to take him a little longer to adjust because he's, I mean, he sees the game a different way. You can tell some of the passes he makes where he like threads balls into small areas. Like he strikes me as uh, he could be that type of player who can, and you know this well, when another team is parking the bus against you, which West Ham got to see a lot towards the end of the season, which was the Mm -hmm. ultimate compliment, by the way, teams parking the bus (laughs) against us. I never thought I'd see that in my life either. And, (laughs) And Rama strikes me as the kind of guy who can unlock the other team with a key pass. Right. who can see something before it happens and unlock them defensively. And he did that against Burnley. He made an incredible pass to Mikel Antonio, like, in front of – it was – Oh, I can't really describe it. But basically, Burnley had just scored a penalty to go ahead, and it, we had just tied it. And then he made an unreal pass to Antonio to help West Ham take the lead. And so I'm excited for him for the future. But, yes, my rap – Would have been cool if we got top four, but Europa's probably a much better competition for us anyway. Oh, absolutely. Now they need to, to, you know, get some reinforcements in because the squad (laughs) is gassed at the end of the year.
0: If you guys could get to the 16 of Europa next league, that's a good step forward i think for the club oh my god after 16 of europa europa becomes a pretty tough tournament it becomes pretty well, legit yeah, once you get the, the all the third place group right yeah the third the place. Champions yeah and so you get that down. champions league <laughs> uh runoff and you know so, the yeah. teams and the good teams like are still in the competition usually you know at the oh even if i say the quarterfinals i guess so the, quarter, is it the quarterfinals around the 16 yeah 16 yeah that's right so um quick wrap up of Spurs season um it's crazy because Harry Kane individually might have had the greatest Premier League season ever this year. Like in terms of individual statistics, I mean, it was unbelievable. Golden boot. Golden boot assists. And assists. Like, come on now. Like, who does that? And a lot of it came in early. So they hit them and Son were a two, two-man team up front and attack because they're the only ones that can figure out how to attack independently, I guess, when Mourinho was in charge. an amazing year. Dunn was great, man. Uh, and Dombalé was great this year. He has the potential, I think, to be that, you know, that player who can unlock the bus with the keypad, you know. Like Andomble moves around like that too. He's got great vision, great instincts. Um, just needs a little more consistency. I just think he needs a little more time. And I think he's gonna be a great player. He can possibly be that number ten, especially if Harry Kane leaves. And you know, Harry Kane is better served as I mean, I don't know, maybe he's not better served as a striker. <laughs> Pretty much could do he's the team's best like midfielder, their best forward and their best like defender. Like he's their best center back too, you know. Spurs need to upgrade a lot this offseason, and they're gonna have a tough time doing it, not being in Europa League or Champions League. Um, I don't know how much money you get for Europa Conference League. I'm not sure what the what, what the what the boost is. Maybe we uh, put
1: sponsors on the train. <laughs>
0: Sorry. You done? <laughs> <laughs> Never. And there's going to be a lot of turnover. I have a few. You know, there's a good chance Harry Kane's gone to, um, you know, and it looks like he might be gone to a Premier League rival. But he's only got three years left on his contract, so I don't think that transfer is a guarantee because he really doesn't have a lot of leverage. In the negotiations here And that's That's a legit thing With football I think it's very Much more likely That he gets transferred Next summer So I do think You know After the dust has settled now And he's put in The transfer request Which means absolutely nothing In world football Putting in the request It's just shows you intend to leave. It doesn't mean you're going to leave. But when you've got three years left on your contract and you're a player of his caliber, it's going to be hard for any team to match Daniel Levy's valuation of him, especially in COVID times, except for Chelsea, City, United, PSG.
1: What do you think that does to Spurs' locker room? What do you they've think already done it. They did it to Erickson, right, where they made him eventually just Play out his contract, like
0: yeah, and they tra- they made him, and they geez, cl- he, he transferred it till me. the end of the time. He just he, he, he so right like six months. Levy like is notorious for doing it. You know, it's it's. Okay. I don't know how I feel about it. um There's a part of me, it's like there's a contract, and you know, that's there's got to be some control from the business end too of their end of of their investment. So I understand that, but I also wouldn't want a player in a locker room who doesn't want to be there. You know, I think it's kind of stubborn to keep players like that around. I've also heard rumors that you know, Kane would consider staying if Spurs invested in the right players and, you know, put the money into the team that they should have been putting in the team and bringing in some reinforcements. I mean, Pochettino said even after the champions league final, that it was time to do some rebuilding at the club and some remodeling of, of the fa- of what they've built there. So I, maybe, maybe that's what keeps around, but I just think it's more likely he transfers with two years left and then clubs can maybe, you know, lower that. Levy to lower that valuation because I mean it's going to be ridiculous how much he asks for Kane he's going to ask more of Chelsea United and City too I mean Chelsea I know there's been the Tammy Abraham and um uh, what's the keeper's name um for Chelsea that they've been offering also I can't think what their keeper's name is right now um but they've been offering him I hear him and Abraham and some money for Kane you know so, I I'm guess Mendy. no 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 um their their other heaper it's a really yeah. weird name
1: caballero oh are yes Balaga. yes yes
0: him yeah him so he like uh, keppa keppa thank you and so so <laughs> there so he's in he's in his name i've heard mentioned um or i've seen mentioned i should say but i yeah. just uh i just feel like Daniel Levy's not going to go that. He's going to sell his best player. I think he wants a boatload of money so he can reinvest it, just like he did with Gareth Bale. And and he did a good job investing the Gareth Bale money. You know, getting Eriksson. I think, um, I think it was Vertonghen in that transfer period. Maybe Erickson was the big one with the with the with the Bale money. They got a lot of players for him. So I think that's the I think that's the bigger key. But he's not going to do. I mean, just. The value is going to be ridiculous how much he he puts him up the frame. He's not going to budge. He's known for not budging Levy. He's very, very stubborn. So
1: the question then will become how far is Kane willing to go? Because he can force his way out. It's pretty known how these players handle it, too. There was actually a good article in The Athletic uh, about this where you have to be willing as a player to take it to a certain level. And sometimes they're not. But you have to be willing to make it miserable to keep you around.
0: That's got to be so hard for someone who's been at a club for 17 years, though. Yeah, but you know what? If Levy's not going to
1: do right by him, it's not going to be that hard, I bet. That's the other thing. And right. it's not like he's going to have any loyalty to whatever new manager they bring in. And the second he starts moping, the second he starts stop showing up to training, the right. second he doesn't want to go on a summer tour with them. Right. I mean, Euros is this summer, so he's not going to go on a summer tour. Well, that tour anyway.
0: article you were referencing, I read it too, to talk about Gilvie Sigurdson Sigurdsson yeah. wouldn't go to America Swans. Whoever
1: you Swans. Br- whoever you bring in a new manager whoever you bring in is not going to want him around. Right, that exactly. That because the manager is going to care more about team unity than about one player putting up statistics.
0: Well, depending on, who, ta- depending on who Tottenham hires. <laughs> As you see, we've, we've made mistakes hiring managers of late. Yeah, I wouldn't be super confident on that one. Yeah, so I mean... You know, I don't. If they bring in another Mourinho, I don't think any of that stuff's going to be thought about. But you know, but hopefully they bring in another Pochettino type where that stuff was thought about. I just have a, I don't have a lot of faith in the club right now. I realize I was after as I as I didn't watch soccer yesterday because I went hiking. I realized I think I'm a lot more mad at Tottenham for the Super League thing than I think I am because, like, and I haven't like I haven't consciously done thought about it, but like I haven't watched as many games since that. I haven't gone out of my way to make sure I could watch them. You know what I mean? Like yeah. there was definitely like a, severe, a definitely a lowering of give a fuck about them, and it, and it happened after the Super League, and then and then something, else. and then they won and they lost the League Cup right after that. Hmm. You know, and I just realized, I realized, and I just and it's not because I was like always oh, busy. It's just like I feel like I'm kind of I'm I'm pretty pissed at them right now. Now we're, now our star player wants out you know, you kind of embarrassed yourself at the end of the season as, a, as with the super league, like what the fuck, man. And, and it, two years ago, we were in a champions league final and we fired the guy who got us there. And he went to the semifinals this year. I mean, kind of sort of half went to the semifinals. He, he did it halfway. So it's just so like, he's got a pretty stuck team with them too. He's a great manager, but about with them right now.
1: That's fair. I mean, I think the super league thing, I think it's also hard. Cause it, you guys just, you, over the last decade, your expectations Have gone from here Where where you know I live, to up here Yeah, you're absolutely and, right uh, Even though our clubs are three points apart On the table, I'm through the roof Because my expectations were fighting a relegation You're
0: absolutely right, and dude And your expectations are sky high I have to the top was, four Hell, in November, my expectations were fucking league title Because they were at the top of the table I and It looked like this Jose thing might actually work out
1: are they too high? Did you kind of get Lestered a little bit where maybe, you know, maybe Lester are good, but they're kind of like us now. Maybe, oh, okay, that's rude. That's rude.
0: You know what it they is? You know what is, the, on the, on the it is, Matt? It's also, conference. I guess, it, that
1: budget of City, of no. United, LC. <laughs> that's of what I think we're forgetting. You guys are the lowest of that group, but you right. have a higher budget. But should your expectations maybe be more in line with like
0: the Lester's of the world? Now they should. Leicester and West Ham finished ahead of us. Obviously, they're doing something better, especially Leicester than we are, because Leicester's been consistently competing for Europe pretty much since they won the league title. I mean, I know they had. I know the next season they kind of they they had a real rough go at it in Premier League, but they had a great run in the Champions League that season. They did, they, you know, they did a great run in the Champions League. So their league form suffered because probably they didn't have a, th- a it, big enough team to do a whole schedule.
1: Yeah, I. Sorry, I'm thinking out loud because I'm trying to remember Leicester that year. I know they made it past one of the knockout rounds.
0: Yeah, I think um, they made it to the quarters.
1: Yeah, they did pretty well. They didn't have, yeah. yeah, you're right, they didn't have as great a year in the league, but they probably weren't focusing on
0: the league. Yeah, they were mid-table. I think they were mid-table that season. Yeah, I, I think, they think f- that. <laughs> right, I would absolutely. If I'm Leicester, I would take the Premier League fucking title mid-table next season and a Fucking legit run in the Champions League. That's a Spurs great. That's, shit out, that's a, out of that DVD, dude. That's a great two year run right there, man. <laughs> that's an amazing two year run. Oh my god, I would buy the shit out of that DVD. I that for Spurs, you know. But there's a lot to fucking be pissed off at, at at the lane right now, and I mean, listen, wanting Daniel for the Levy first time to, ever. No, I'm but so listen,
1: it's crazy. I'm so happy.
0: I know. And wanting Daniel Levy fired, that's nothing new in Tottenham. It's kind of like a Jerry Jones situation with us because he's, like, yeah. he's, like, he kind of is also an owner. Like, I don't know, the, the ownership, the structure at, at Spurs is so weird because, like, Daniel Levy's like an employee or I don't know if an employee or a stockholder or a shareholder at Enoch or whatever. And he just runs. It's so weird. It's very secretive. Like when they did that Amazon thing, it was like almost surprising that Tottenham actually let people behind the doors because they are a very, very, they've historically been a very private club. You know, that was the other thing. Like that got taught. I got me jaded. That documentary was awesome. And it made Jose look so good. So we were all so pumped going into this season and then to start the season the way they did. And then like, there was a lot, there was a, there was a big, there was a, even by Tottenham standards, this season was a pretty big nut kick.
1: Yeah. What yeah. was your, um, so let's, let's wrap up our teams and we'll talk about the broader premier league. What was your, um, what was your favorite moment from the
0: season? There's gotta be some moment. Oh, the United yeah. match. Yeah. Oh, the the first United match, the six to two match. That was awesome. Oh, th- yeah. That oh, without great. a doubt. Yeah. And and what and also was a really good match? The the League Cup match against Chelsea. Where they went in the kicks, so they won in kicks. That was a pretty awesome match. Okay. Yeah, Yeah. I know know which one is, yeah. The FA Cup lost to Everton. The FA Cup lost to Everton was a really good game. Just unfortunate that we were on the wrong side of it. But the United match was pretty awesome. I mean, that was just a thrashing. Yeah. Of of what wound up being the second best (sighs) That
1: was when everybody thought
0: you might be legit. Yeah, dude, I mean, we thought the tables were... We thought it was... Ours for the taking, but what are you gonna do? Um, let's talk about top of the table, man. Can so I get you my favorite said, moments, really quick. You already did that. You had plenty of it. You I talked didn't, about Lanzini. I didn't get my moments. You talked about. <laughs> we heard enough about West Day. We talked about Lanzini. and uh, you talked yeah, about all these great I things. My <laughs> yeah. Well, all right. Okay. You, have, you, have, you <laughs> okay. get one more moment. Go. So to talk about great Lance city Eagle, art.
1: Eagle, but um, <laughs> the I would say the match against Leeds, um, the second one where. Leeds were, and this will bring us into the rest of the league, Leeds were one of my favorite clubs to watch this year. And Yo,
0: Leeds were brilliantly Immediately,
1: greatest. in West Ham, in the second match with Leeds, they get they scored two goals within five minutes that were both disallowed, basically. And West Ham went on to win 2-0, but it was, pretty, it was a pretty fun game to watch. And that was also just like surviving a game like that with kind of like an onslaught from them was great, but also the 2-1 win over Spurs. So those are my moments.
0: Cool Very nice Well the 2-1 That was just a great match You guys were And you guys held off Spurs Like great at the end Like cause Spurs were really Bale Fucking beaten They were the Bale. Gareth Bale that. Gareth Bale Not Spurs Gareth Bale was Beating on your fucking door in That second half
1: <laughs> And that tackle Rice made on Kane
0: Oh what a That was One of the best plays Of the season Against Spurs at least So that was amazing
1: Yeah It's gonna be sad If Declan leaves So anyway uh, Who's your premier league Player of the season
0: that's how he came. He undoubtedly had the best season of anybody in the Premier League. I know he wasn't on, like, a top-four side, but if you're asking who the best player in the Premier League was this season, I mean, how how could you win the Golden Boot and then also assists? Like, come on. That's I mean, that's that's unbelievable. I know Spurs, like, as a team faltered, but, like, imagine where Spurs would have been without him this season. They would have been in a fucking relegation battle without him this season.
1: Might be their next season.
0: Well, they'll That's replace right. him this season. Dude, they would have, for reals, they would have been in a fucking relegation battle without Harry Kane this year.
1: All right. De Bruyne for me.
0: Yeah, and, in- and De Bruyne is like my. Yeah, I mean, he's. And it's like. It's he's not the even guy who really, yeah, who really deserves it is probably De Bruyne because City was fucking amazing.
1: City were amazing. De Bruyne is that magician. He is the guy who it's like when the other team's parking the bus, he's just going to see something that nobody else sees. It's unbelievable. It Ass, and he does it every match And so that's I mean When you're a club Like And we can talk all we want about You know Oil money All these things Like there's a lot of Dirt behind City And there's just a lot Of, of course There's a lot to dislike there Of how they handle, handle it How it's basically just Unlimited money from a nation But He's an unbelievable player he Yeah you know, Exactly the And the fact is Every week City goes out there And whoever they're playing Even top six clubs like, you know, Arsenal, with air quotes, are going to park the bus against City because that's pretty much what you're going to do is you're going to park the bus against them and hope for a couple of counter-attacking opportunities. And every week, De Bruyne just has this way of f- picking apart the other team, figuring out something. And just, he's, so to me, he's the player of the season because that type of football is fun to watch where the team possesses the ball and the other teams not... Okay, wrong word, fun to watch, but it's interesting to watch because it's hard. It's hard to play that style of football. That's why Lingard's better at West Ham than he is at Man United because Man United have to play that style where he right. parks the bus and you have to unlock them. And the way he does it at City, he's my player of the season, basically. I could wax poetic about De Bruyne.
0: Yeah, no, and I mean, he's because obviously the success of City, he definitely deserve, He probably deserves it more than Kane. But De Bruyne... Uh, the vision is unreal. And, and you look at – you sent me a chart today with City, with the expected goals chart. It is yeah. unbelievable, like, City's expected goals difference and then how many goals they've actually scored, too. It is absolutely mind-blowing. What is it? There's two off. They're between 84 and 85 expected, and they scored a little over 80, 85 – they scored 85 actual. That is unbelievable. That's what happens when you've
1: just got, you know – clinical strikers
0: to like they're, oh, they're
1: and the best just, manager in the world yeah i mean again a lot to talk bad about with city but as a side as a football side they're
0: unbelievable to watch and yeah you know exactly what? it's like it sucks number how two. they're built but they're fucking what, what's built is amazing to watch
1: ruben Diaz, probably my number two player yeah.
0: so my Maybe. top two basically are
1: city players and then then i turn into a homer and i'm gonna go with a uh,
0: it would be it would be Kane De Bruyne for me one two.
1: Suchek was just always I, I feel like all of his goals gave West Ham the lead in matches basically so, or tied them so that he was just unbelievable he. Him and Rice were just such a great pairing in the midfield. I mean Rice plays they both go forward but Rice stays back a little more and stands in front of the defenders and. He lets Sujet roam forward, and he's tall, lanky. Gets a lot of those headers in the box, so he was unbelievable. They only paid what, like $16 sixteen million, nineteen million for him. So
0: I have to also we also have to consider Bruno Fernandez in this conversation. <laughs> yeah, because he, he fell, pretty, he fell he, off, but he, he fell off. But I mean, he pretty much he pretty much like took United, kept them afloat when they were awful in the beginning, and then like brought them on his back this season. You know, he's yeah. definitely got to be considered as a player. And was this his first season in the Premier League or his second? I need to look Like this was his first So I think I want to say He came off the
1: bench too I wasn't paying A ton of attention To United at that point But then I remember
0: He started Yeah this is his first season scoring a lot of goals Wow First yeah, season he's, of real- he's another magician He was a mid-season Transfer last year I believe Gotcha Yeah Did he Did he stay on the bench For them for a while? I think so. Yeah, I don't. I, I think. I think. I think it took him till this season to really break in. But he's he's a magician in the midfield, and he completely takes great penalties, and he completely put that team on his back. So I gotta get. I say him, Kane, and De Bruyne somewhere in that three or the big yeah. three for this year. Fair enough. I mean, he yeah. just
1: he's another one. He just makes that unbelievable pass, or you know,
0: scores. And, and he's and he's got the boot too. He's got the knack for goal too. Yeah. Oh, he he had a great year,
1: and definitely you're right. He's probably. He's probably in that top five for the season conversation. You want to tail um, off of it? I think he probably would have been
0: number one. Yeah, no, absolutely. He was definitely, I'd say, the MVP at the very least in the first half of the season. Yeah. Um, one of the funny things I noticed also on the expected goals chart. <laughs> Poor Brighton. <laughs> are they, are they the unlucky? Goals? Are they the unluckiest team ever?
1: Yeah, I mean they the expect. Besides Fulham, look at Fulham. Fulham shouldn't have been
0: relegated. Yeah, Fulham. Fulham, Fulham was very unlucky to get relegated this season. Fulham. Fulham had clutch problems, if I'm not mistaken. I feel like they blew. It in a, they had a lot of big, like, big moments that failed them.
1: Yeah, yeah. Uh, actually, the West Ham. <laughs> Except for that game from, against Spurs, where they got the draw. <laughs> <laughs> well, West, they, they drew against us the second time too. Mm-hmm. Suchek took a red, but the first match. Um, West Ham- Suchek-, Suchek, of course, scored a go ahead goal to give West Ham a 1 0 lead. And then uh, Ben Rama committed a foul in the box. And the Fulham player, I forget who it was, took maybe the worst penalty I've ever
0: seen. <laughs> Just like. There's like nothing a little, resembling a striker, Fulham. It was like, nothing you know resembling like, one.
1: You know, when you're like kicking a ball around with your friends and you stick your foot under the ball and you do a little like lift up to try to get it over someone's head. It was like that, but right into uh, Fabianski's arms. It was one of the worst penalties I've ever seen. My sister and her husband are big Fulham fans to the point where they were at, you know, Euro finals, like they travel to a lot of matches. So they were pretty upset, but I texted them after that. I was just like, what the fuck was that penalty? And they didn't respond. (laughs) (laughs) They were mad at you. I was actually upset. I was like, I thought you guys were going to get a point out
0: of this. I... <laughs> um, do you think any of the relegated teams are going to make it back up next year? Fulham, probably.
1: I mean, they have, Fulham a, probably. Budget. Yeah. They have a budget in line with West Ham and Lesser.
0: Like, they, reno- they just renovated the ground. That should be ready for next year.
1: Yeah, I mean, they're going to – that owner, he's probably going to be so focused on getting Trevor Lawrence to London he's not even going to
0: – Dude, he's, oh, he's giving all his money to AEW, man. <laughs> they got a lot of money in that wrestling promotion they're starting up, and they're probably going to go back on the road again this year too. I can't. Dude, the amount of money some of these owners have to run all these like these teams, it's just it's, absolutely mind numbing to think about.
1: He got his. The Fulham guy got his. Doing what was he? Auto parts store? I think I want to say
0: I don't, like know, that. I don't know. con has got their money. Yeah, but yeah.
1: So I think they'll probably come back up. I hope Sheffield. You know. Keep going, keep going down. I'm not sour about that lawsuit. Um, and then West Brom, I could see West Brom coming back up, but it was kind of weird the way West Brom did everything. Like, they went on their, they came back to the Premier League and they fired their manager who got them promoted. And it's just, they went to Big Sam and it just I don't know. It just felt like it felt like West Brom were building something there that might require them to go back down one more time. Right and come back up, and it seems like they abandoned that to try to just stay in the Premier League at all costs, which again, you understand why the money is the money disparity is crazy. But, of course. Yeah.
0: But the talent disparity at West Brom's crazy too, and that's part of the problem.
1: They fired there. I mean, they Slavin Village, who you know, I'll always have a soft spot for. He was West Ham's manager during the Piat year. You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. But like, he brought them up. He was building something there. They bought out Grady Dier- I can never say his name, but I always read these things. That's the problem. But basically, I thought West Brom were building something. And I thought maybe if they went down one more time, they'd come back up. And I thought, although I thought Fulham would stay up this time too. I thought Fulham had to come up and go back down. Because that was the Burnley route. Burnley came up. Went down, came back up again, and right, you get so, you come they, up,
0: you get some money, yeah. invest in your academy a bit, invest in your facilities, and then try to get yourself back up, and then try to invest in the players. That's the way you kind of, you know, I know, I think Palace kind of went that route um, when they first started bouncing around the Premier League. Burnley probably should have been relegated though. <laughs> they probably should, they really team. probably should have been. Yeah. I mean, give credit to Dae. He's, he's a, that guy's a jack. He's yeah, he's, a, he's a ex, you know that's what it is. Sometimes you just get, you know, guys who can, you know, who can get it right like the percentage of the, like you got to think about it. Think about like, you know, expected goals we're thinking about like when you should score. So like City, if you look at the chart, pretty much scores 100% of the time they're supposed to score, which is absolutely fucking stupid. Um you know, and then you get a team like Burnley who who uh, who doesn't, but they have a manager who's good enough to make the most out of those times they do score and they make sure they're in the right moments. You they know. really do leave Chris Wood on an island, though, on, like yeah. striker,
1: on Strikers Island. Like, they basically just, everybody's pulled back. They're not really pushing the ball up. They're just sitting back, and that's just how they play today is going to be. Is Chris Wood going to score? I don't know. And I, he does it a lot of the time. He's... Pretty unbelievable I'd love to see I'd love to see him Play for a side Where he has a little more Support up front Okay Okay It's fair Maybe Like a West Ham That's fair
0: <laughs> 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 Alright man Well It was all in all Fun season Especially yeah. for you um, Not so much for me Hopefully that can change Next year At least for one of us Maybe for both of us I very much like When West Ham Are battling relegation I find it comical <laughs> that a team that plays in a team that plays in a sixty thousand seat stadium could even be thinking about the term relegation. <laughs> hey, that's our life, man. I love it. That's what I'm here for. You know the
1: season, whether my wrap up this season, whether it's an aberration or whether it's you know the start of something new, it was definitely. Yeah, it was I'd say it was the most fun I've had. Even more, the Piatt year was fun because they beat a lot of the big clubs, but it was still. You never felt like that side was really great. You felt like Piot was really great.
0: And that was last Bale season with Spurs. The side wasn't great. Bale was great. Yeah. And it was so much fun to watch.
1: Yeah. And Piot was awesome. He would do amazing things. His free kicks. You st- I mean, West Ham will still post his free kicks because they're just
0: exactly so Exactly what that Bale season was. <laughs> <laughs> just all these monster, like, 30-yard goals. that <laughs> He was yeah. just freaking nailing that year. <laughs> He had
1: one in the Euros last time around too that was like there's no way he's going to shoot from here and then he scored.
0: Ah, oh, he doesn't he's done it so frequently in his career. he's amazing. But I hope yeah. he's back next year.
1: <laughs> he sounds like he he just landed back in Madrid yesterday I thought. Well, so he had to. It sounded like he was hoping to play for Madrid again.
0: He uh well, he has to, you know, that's part of the, it's only a one-year loan, so obviously he was yeah. going back to Madrid. I think it was just going to be We'll see where we're at next year. You know, it all depends on Madrid decides. I, honestly, it all depends if Zidane's there or not. If Zidane's there, he's going back to probably back to Spurs again. And if he's not, maybe he stays in Madrid if he's in the new manager's plans. He obviously yeah. could still play. Once he got fit this season, he was amazing again. Oh yeah, he played you know, I mean, well. I mean, he scored. He's <laughs> two saw goals it. in the Les Leicester.
1: Yeah, and he had a he had a hat trick, didn't
0: he? He did. Yeah. Not too long ago, it was against uh, maybe Sheffield. Yeah, that sounds right.
1: Yeah, um, yeah. My wrap up. I could totally see West Ham winning Europa and getting relegated all in the same season. <laughs> playing the championship and the championship.
0: <laughs> Get some. <laughs> uh, that happened to um, I think Wigan not too long ago. They were in Europa League, but they got relegated. But they got Europa League because they. I want to say they upset like City or or someone in this in the in the uh, FA Cup final.
1: Yeah, I know exactly. That. that was. I know exactly what you're talking about too. I just
0: can't yeah. remember when that was. And they wound up but they wound up getting relegated, so they were in the championship
1: in Europa. Yeah. Well, pretty sure West Ham did that once. They won the FA Cup from the second
0: division. Yeah. Or beat Arsenal at least. I can't remember. Spurs were the first team to win the FA Cup, not in the champ not in, in the top league. And I still think they might be the only team to win the FA Cup from not the top league.
1: And now you're the first team making
0: kits out of bottles. F- we're also the first English team to make it to Europa Conference League. <laughs> Number one. First ever. Yeah, let us know how it is. <laughs> when are they playing their games? On Fridays? <laughs> I, I think it's Thursday, so. they will do it Thursdays, okay. <laughs> So you okay.
1: still get your Thursday matches.
0: I still get my Thursday Sunday. That's all I fucking care about. <laughs> Thursday, like. Dude, Missouri. wait till wait, you wait live that Remedial. Thursday Sunday life, dude. Uh, dude, no, no. there is nothing like watching Spurs on a Thursday in Georgia. <laughs> I'm so excited. I'm a <laughs> European tour. West and Ham on a Thursday in, in Estonia.
1: <laughs> the club that knocked us out the last time we were in Europe after the Piot year where we were in the play in Astra or whatever. They got where like, were they from? Uh, Romania. Romania, okay. So we drew them in Astra on like a playground. I've only read it, again, never. Opened, um, drew them there on like a playground, and then they came to the London Stadium and beat a shit lineup, one nothing. <laughs> uh. <laughs> and like every West Ham fan is universally
0: celebrating the fact that they didn't make Europa, just which is so funny to me. Oh, my God. I mean, I mean it's a... I don't know. I like Europa. I think it's a fun competition. I'm excited. It's a great way also to get some, like, young academy players some time. Like, some of those yeah. Europa, like, group stage games or you get some garbage teams. So you can get some young players some important minutes. And then if they're not getting the job done, you bring in your stars to to, to bury the, the, the smaller team, you know. And yeah. that usually works out pretty well. And then sometimes you run into, like, Spurs there. They run into a team like Zagreb, who's, you know, not an awful team, you know, a team that's obviously organized and well coached, and they've been, you know, they're pretty much the only like legit team in Croatia that could even think about competing in Europe, and you know, you get caught sometimes that way. That's what makes Europa fun, you know. You get a, you get some crazier upsets in Europa. It's, it's it's got a little more of a March Madness vibe to it. Many people say it's a harder competition to win.
1: Well, when Mark Noble's lifting that trophy. In Sevilla,
0: I'm gonna just—I'll be so excited about it. You <laughs> you keep you keep that in your head. All right, man. Uh, been a pleasure as always. Always a pleasure. Yeah. Here's the football. Yep. Here's a great season. And we'll see. We'll, we'll be back with some more football talk next year. Yeah, maybe during the Euros. No. Yeah. Oh, before you go, um, real quick, Stanley Cup prediction. Oh, Carolina. Oh, I ask you this because are we here? I ask you this because our recording came out like so bad and distorted last week that I couldn't okay. even post it just, I was wondering why we didn't post it yet Yeah, because it was just so, it was so, that we had such bad internet connection That's good I couldn't we even just, post
1: it It was basically like a shooting the ship catching up anyway, so it's probably better We just leave that one <laughs> Yeah, in right archives. So, but, um, real quick Bruins, gonna... Colorado
0: Bruins, Colorado, I'm going Colorado over Carolina And NBA nicks 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 everything nicks everything, knicks everything. <laughs> <laughs> fuck off treyon <laughs> yeah fuck off Trayon. you know what though give it give the man the
1: credit he, um, he, he did it he did it That'd he did it. the coolest moment of your life to shut yeah. up a guarding
0: crowd yeah, kicking ball we know to kick a ball he's gonna be tough yeah. to stop
1: yeah all right have a good one man you too take it easy
0: This episode of Pop Sports Shorts was brought to you by the Fourth Wall Pop Network. Subscribe to us on anchor.fm backslash fourth wall pop. Support this podcast at anchor.fm backslash fourth wall pop backslash support. Go visit us at the Fourth Wall Swag Shop. Pick up swag from all your favorite Fourth Wall podcasts. For those of you who want to visit the Fourth Wall Swag Shop, please follow the link in the description of this episode. Follow the Pop Sports Shorts at PopSport Shorts on Instagram and on Twitter. And follow the Fourth Wall Network on Instagram and on Twitter at Fourth Wall Pop.